Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Outcomes Rocket. Saul Marquez here, and I want to introduce you to an awesome healthcare leader. His name is Mike Manavukas. He is the co-founder and CEO at AcuityMD. Prior, prior to launching AcuityMD, he was a medtech entrepreneur. He also held a leadership role at Patient Ping, a leading provider of care coordination software. And he's just a, 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 an incredibly well-rounded individual that also started his, his career as a management consultant at Bain & Company. So I'm excited to, to have him here. He's also recently been named, uh, I forgot to say, one of Boston's journals, 40 Under 40. Uh, with that intro, I want to welcome you to the podcast, Mike. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Saul. It's great to, great to be here, and I'm excited to dive in with you. Likewise, likewise. Um, so, Mike, you guys are doing some game-changing stuff in, uh, in, in, in really kind of the tech space for medtech companies. I'm excited to dig into this. I wasn't going to say CRM because I know you guys do a lot more than that. Um, you'll, you'll help us understand. But to begin with, what is it that got you into healthcare? Our mission at Acuity MD is to accelerate adoption of medical technology. Um, you know, I'm really passionate about getting new and innovative medical technologies out to market. Uh, you know, from a, you know, services and software perspective, the medical device industry for the longest time has been neglected, has been kind of forced to use software and data that was intended for other use cases and for other industries. Um, and so with Acuity MD, we wanted to build a, a platform that was dedicated to the medical technology industry, helping them bring their products to market. Um, and, uh, you know, and, and I think, you know, we all interact with the healthcare system in, in one capacity or another. And, you know, I think that personal experience uh, helps you identify gaps and, you know, and, and also the benefits of having access to really great, great care and great technology. So I'll tell you one quick story about what you know, gets me up in the morning about our mission and how, uh, how I just see immense, um, opportunity in the market that we serve. So, you know, I'm, I'm a new dad. So my, uh, my baby boy, Leo is three months old. Congratulations, um, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. We're <laughs> doing well. It's our first, so we're still, you know, settling in, but yeah. so he was born a preemie. Um, oh, wow. and it was kind of a crazy, uh, crazy emergency, uh, situation. Um, but long story short, he's doing great. Wife's doing great. Mom's doing great. Um, That's awesome. But when we were at the hospital, sort of after that emergency, after he was born, um, I remember talking to our OB and, um, you know, her saying, hey, there was nothing you guys could do. It was just kind of like a random occurrence. We didn't know what was happening, but everyone's safe. And so you're good. Uh, and I asked her, you know, I asked her, our, our OB, about this new technology that had just been approved by the FDA that could predict these emergencies well in advance and could kind of prepare families and, you know, the care teams to be on the lookout for uh, early symptoms. Um, and she had no idea. Meanwhile, we delivered at the Brigham, which is number the number one rated OBGYN hospital in yeah, the world. It's a great hospital. Great hospital. Yeah. And she had no idea about this technology. And it's interesting, even at the best, institutions, teaching institutions in the U.S., they still struggle staying on top of all the standard of care, kind of new cutting edge technology that could impact the standard of care uh, for their patients. So that that's what gets me going every morning in that even at the, you know, we're making incredible strides in med tech, 
But even the best of the best still need education. They still need awareness of new technologies and there's still opportunity to improve care for patients. So that's why I'm inspired to work in healthcare and, and to build a QEMD. Well, firstly, congrats on your baby boy. Uh, <laughs> that's a blessing and I'm glad your wife's doing well. And and I agree, you know, a big part of of what we do too, Mike, is is bringing awareness, right? Because there's so much out there and the market is so noisy that people end up just tuning out a lot of things and many which could be very helpful. So, so uh, you know, on, on, the, on, the, on the topic of helpful technologies, can you help the listeners understand a little bit more about Acuity MD and the value you guys provide to the, to the ecosystem? MedTech companies on average will spend about 40% of their revenue on, on, on selling product, right? This is obviously administrative, you know, expense, but it's also, you know, hiring reps, managers, contracting teams to get their products out to market. Um, so it's really expensive to get a new product out to market. And, you know, what's, what's interesting is some of the more innovative high growth companies, uh, struggle getting their products because they just don't have enough sales reps, uh, to, you know, feed on the street to get, um, after all those accounts. Uh, and so what we do at AcuityMD, I mentioned earlier, our mission is to accelerate adoption of medical technology. We want to provide best-in-class data and software to help medtech companies drive down the cost of commercialization, make it easier for them to get new products and new technologies out to patients and providers faster. Mm -hmm. And so we have an industry-leading data set that we've aggregated. Um, we put that data into an interface that is, you know, meets sales reps where they work. Uh, and helps them act and drive sales immediately. Uh, and so we meet the reps where they work on mobile via an audio experience, which I'll get to in a bit, uh, but help them get their products to market more efficiently. So a high growth, you know, med tech startup doesn't necessarily need thousands of sales reps canvassing the country to get their products out to market and drive sales. Mike, I think you and I chatted, right? And, and folks, everybody knows I spent... A good amount of time as a you know VP of sales at at Medtronic, and I did ma management roles at other companies like Stryker. It is a massive cost, and and it is inefficient, and it's hard to get people to adopt things. So the work that you're doing, Mike, is is truly I think revolutionary in what really a, a segment that's been long ignored uh, really needs. So help us understand it better, uh, Mike. Like. How is it that you guys are doing things differently than what's out there? Yeah, absolutely. So, so number one is I'll go back to sort of where we started, which is, you know, medtech has long been neglected. And so we built the solution specifically with the nuances of the medtech industry in mind. And so we're powered by a medtech specific data model. So for example, you know, surgeons are surgeons, hospitals are hospitals, ASCs are ASCs. You know, IDNs are IDNs, GPOs are GPOs. You don't have to create your own custom objects to manage all of the, you know, complexity of the sale. You have all of those objects sort of purpose built in Acuity MD so that when you're selling a new product and you care about where you're on contract, where you're not on contract, what your price point is, you care about, you know, well, which physician is operating at that account and where else do they operate? You have all that information at your fingertips. So you don't have to staff up a team of data engineers and, you know, salesforce.com administrators uh, to build those solutions. We have them natively in the Acuity MD platform. So number one is because we've been able to build for the med tech industry in mind, uh, we, we can, you know, med tech companies 
don't have to invest additional resources uh, to get our solution off the ground, right? It just works intuitively based on what they care about in their commercial model. Um, so that's one, that's one differentiator is because we're building for the industry. The second differentiator is, um, is on, you know, so we know we need industry leading data. And so we made a, a lot of investments building out that data asset that, that sits under the hood of Acuity MD. However, you know, what good is that data if it's not actually used, right? If it's not actually used to drive decisions or actions or workflows, you know, as a sales rep or sales manager, like what good, what's the ROI? And I'm sure like, Saul, in your experience, you know, I'm sure you tried to send data out to reps, right? You tried to get yeah. reps to act on data. So, and what we've done is like, we got to meet the reps where they work, um, right? And that helps them you know, drive adoption. And it also helps commercial leaders track ROI of that expense, right? So we're, we don't want to sell, you know, empty software that sits on the shelf. We want to sell a solution that drives ROI. And so by getting reps to adopt and use the solution and then, you know, sharing those insights to our, our buyers, um, that's another differentiator, uh, which is we drive action out of the data. Um, and then, you know, the next thing I'll, I'll say is, uh, you know, did you, what was your, what's been your experience? I know I'm like kind of interviewing you, but I'm just curious. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. This is a great discussion. Go ahead. What were you going to ask? I was going to ask like, what's been your experience using CRM solutions in med tech? And I was thinking about the data thing and like how, how much money, um, you know, companies spend and, you know, companies I've been with also on things like definitive. And what do you do with that? It's just a subscription that sits there that you think or you do get some analytics, but the truth is like, it's not being leveraged the way that it could be. Um, yeah, I mean, look, the thing with CRMs, you you do get some adoption and we would see some adoption, but a, a lot that would happen, even all the way up the chain, man, is is you still have a lot of, a lot of Excel's spreadsheets kind of reporting through spreadsheets. And, and it's, you know, basically the investment that, that you make in a, Salesforce or whatever whatever platform you decide to use, um, it just the ROI is not clear. So definitely uh, an area of 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 opportunity for sure. You know, one interesting insight you know that we've had kind of talking to commercial leaders across medtech. You know, a surprising number of these companies actually end up putting together spiffs or incentives for their reps to actually use a CRM, uh, actually enter information into a CRM. And so for me as an entrepreneur, I think about that and we have a sales team and I want my sales team focused on revenue generating activities. And the last thing on my mind would be, let's pay them to enter information into a CRM. Um, and I think that the challenge in med tech is that the sales reps, the reason that's happening is that information is very critical to the business, right? But sales reps traditionally don't have an incentive to use a CRM, so they need to be stiff to use the CRM. Um, we invert that paradigm. And so we say, we're just helping reps get to quota faster. And we suggest opportunities based on the reps' product bags and based on the reps' territory and the ASPs of those products in that territory based on the contracts you know, that are present in that territory. We suggest opportunities for the reps and quantify those opportunities. So if you, you know, wanted to go and convert Dr. Smith for this product line, well, she's worth about $127,000 a year, and that'll get you 10% closer to quota, 
right? So by putting and translating all that data into a rep-facing workflow that's tied to the, how they get paid, how they get commissioned by hitting quota, you know, reps automatically adopt, right? And you don't need to pay them to enter information because they want to enter the information because they want to see how close they're going to get to quota if they, you know, convert this, this opportunity. So, so that's kind of how we've inverted the paradigm, which is we want to make this a resource and a platform for the reps that, so that they want to use it, not something that's a task or a tax on their time and revenue generating opportunities. So that's kind of how we've inverted, how we think about CRM. And we're starting to see the shift uh, in the med tech industry. And we've had several customers move off of, you know, industry leading CRMs like salesforce.com, uh, including in our enterprise really? segment, including in our much wow. larger customers. Uh, and we're barely scratching the surface of, you know, the functionality that we're going to start rolling out in that, um, you know, in that core CRM uh, world. Versus it being a, a data input uh, uh, engine, it is a, an insights dashboard that gives you what you need when you need it to help you get closer to your quota. Who wouldn't want that? Uh, I know a question on a lot of leaders' minds right now is probably like, damn, okay, cool. Well, people have left a Salesforce for a QDMD. But what if we're deeply embedded with Salesforce? Is there an option for them? Yeah, we have a native uh, integration with Salesforce. and Oh, you do? Okay, cool, cool. A lot cool, of cool. customers, we actually help drive data fidelity and uh, you know, help push quality data into Salesforce. The reality is Salesforce and you know, traditional CRMs aren't targeting platforms, right? So they're meant to record information. They're not meant to suggest. Uh, opportunities or suggest information. So we help bridge the gap by giving the reps an interface to identify new targets. And if the company does want to, you know, it, you know, does want to use that integration in the Salesforce, they can push those opportunities into Salesforce and manage the sales process that way. We can also iframe into Salesforce and sort of share data across, across systems. So we kind of live in both worlds uh, That's cool. you know, where we integrate, but also can you know, a certain uh, functionality. So you can imagine for our startup segment and our growth segment, um, you know, they're thinking, okay, I just launched a product or I'm about to staff up a sales team. I need to go and buy data because I need to figure out where I'm going to target and how I'm going to segment the market. And then I also need to go buy a CRM uh, to make sure that they're executing on that strategy. We combine both of those. For our startup segment, it becomes a much, a much easier, uh, you know, all-in-one purchase. I'm intrigued, and I think there's a lot of opportunities for for leaders listening to this to 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 think again about the approach. I know for for a long time, it's been sort of forced on us to use a tool that the business needs to 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 run and to operate. and 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 I totally get that. But what if that tool is holding you back? And I can tell you that that it probably is, uh, and a QDMD is definitely a, an opportunity for you guys to check out uh, a difference maker. If uh, you had to point to one technology or trend, Mike, that you think is is going to change the game for for med tech, uh, what is it? Yeah, I think um, you know the power of, of AI is going to transform all sorts of different facets in med tech, and you know there's a lot. There's a lot to that, right? There's all the innovation in, you know, image processing and 
you know, computer vision. I'm not going to get into that. There's all the kind of predictive analytics that you can apply in terms of outcomes data. I'm not going to get into all that. I'll, I'll keep it kind of what's going to help power the med tech rep because that's the stakeholder we serve. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, AI uh, has a couple of uh, different benefits. Number one is, you know, we surveyed our, you know, the sales reps that use acuity MD. And we found that on average, the sales reps, the average med tech rep spends about an hour and a half in the car every day, right? So an hour and a half in the car every day. Well, that's time that they're not, you know, they're not really spending, you know, reading information about a surgeon, right? They're not spending Googling. They're not spending entering information into a CRM, right? They're driving and it would be really unsafe for them not to. And self-driving cars aren't quite there where you can like you know, <laughs> fully work. Uh, especially if you've got like Not a truck inventory, right? Um, <laughs> uh, so what we did with our product team and engineering team um, built was an audio-based experience to Acuity MD. So if I'm a sales rep in Dallas and I'm driving to a surgery center that's an hour away outside the city, you know, I can tee up, you know, essentially personalized uh, audio briefs for the surgeons that I'm about to go call on and the account that I'm about to go call on. And it'll filter through all sorts of relevant information to me, like how many procedures is the surgeon doing? Are they conflicted with one of my competitors? What are my last notes about this account? You know, what has the surgeon published recently? Who refers in and out of this surgeon, uh, surgeon's practice? So it'll feed you kind of audio-based experiences um, so that, you know, you can make use of that hour and a half in the car every day, and you can actually prepare on, on the road, uh, to the rep. So we launched that that's actually, uh, you know, rolling out in November. So, uh, we're excited, uh, to, to kind of roll that out to all of our customers and, you know, hopefully, you know, add value while they're in the car. And so I think AI, uh, is a huge trend and these audio based experiences, um, will help, uh, you know, harness more productivity, uh, for the reps. That's great, Mike. Are you guys thinking about Gen AI at all, and maybe to to help on maybe outreach and 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 replies to to emails? Yeah, that's a great another great use case uh, as well. And you know, behind the behind the hood of like how this audio based feature works is we basically feed in a bunch of data into a language model and have it kind of spit out the the text, and then we put that through. Uh, text to voice kind of system, right? So it is using generative AI and we're feeding nice. about it. Nice. Now to go the next step and, you know, personalize a, you know, sales message uh, to that prospect and say, okay, Dr. Smith, you know, here's what you should consider for our, uh, you know, for our sales call and for the product that we're launching is certainly something that we're, we're thinking about as well and, and getting very personalized, you know, email uh, templates uh, as well around there. Talk about another time saver. If you have that type of capability, maximizing your time on the road while maximizing your time replying to to emails. Hey, I, and I gotta ask you this, Mike. Like, you know, a big thing in in this in this space that that oftentimes is a is a pain point is is quoting tools. Do you guys have a quoting tool, or 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 is that part of what you guys offer? So we're taking a little bit of a different approach on traditional quoting, where you know, we want to make it, we want to make it add value to the teams that are responsible for negotiating pricing and contracting. So where we're actually starting is around contract management and around network management. 
So identifying, you know, for any given IDN and GPO, you know, where you have a pricing agreement in place, storing all the logic that backs that contract. So for example, what tiers, you know, what, how are the tiers defined and what are the volume commitments and, you know, revenue commitments that that contract uh, is associated with? And as a result, what does that mean for price, right? Because some of these contracts, as you know, have different price points based on the tier that they qualify for, or maybe they spit out rebates on the back end. So we're starting there uh, by trying to make it easier for national accounts directors to structure, you know, their agreements with with IDNs, um, you know, and, and and track compliance to those agreements, and that'll unlock, you know, more traditional quoting workflows for us down the down the road. Mike, if if you had to leave the listeners with a call to action. What would you leave them with? Yeah, I would say I, I would say number one is, uh, you know, consider the ROI behind your investments in software and in data. You know, whether in med tech or not, I would always ask the the vendor that you're working with. You know, what's the ROI here? Like, why are we buying this? And too often, we've seen companies come to us who purchase data or purchased a CRM just because that's the way it's always been done. And they have no idea if it's paid off, right? And so they're making really big spend, you know, really big expenditures without any visibility in terms of ROI or even end rep adoption or, or, or ROI there as well. And so as we, you know, 2023 has been a really challenging economy for a lot of companies. Um, through that uncertainty, you know, you still need to grow your business in a capital efficient way and you got to make purchase decisions based on ROI. And that's good for everyone. It's also good for us to hold us accountable to the ROI we're generating for our customers. So I would, you know, I, I would just, my closing thought is, you know, always ask your vendors about ROI and make sure they have a good answer um, on it because otherwise they're just, you know, going to sell you shelfware that's not really going to move the needle for your business. If folks are curious after our conversation today and they want to learn more, where can they reach out? Yeah, so uh, they can reach out directly on our website, www.acuitymd.com. Uh, we'd be happy to schedule a demo or to meet with uh, interested folks directly. You can also find me on LinkedIn uh, as well. I'd love to, to reach out to folks uh, on LinkedIn and, and, uh, and share more about our company's progress. Uh, so follow us on LinkedIn, follow me on LinkedIn, reach out via our website, and we'd love to, we'd love to talk. Outstanding. Well, there you have it, folks. Uh, we will leave ways to get in touch with Mike and his team in the show notes. So make sure you take advantage of that. Don't stop at listening. We, we've laid out some really cool options for you. Take action. That's how you get into the rocket. That's how you get outcomes. And Mike, I want to thank you for taking action and being with us today. This has been a lot of fun. Awesome. Thanks, all. It was great to, great to be here. And thank you for the opportunity. It was a pleasure. Hey!